Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to another edition of the WrestleTalk Podcast. I am your host, Tempest, alongside, once again, the beautiful Adam Blompier. And today, we're going to get to the bottom of what to do with Sami Zayn. This is the WWE SmackDown and AEW Rampage review for August 19th, 2022. Make sure you get your Ultra Chats in to WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. If, we, if you want any of your thoughts read out on this show, we'll be reading out all the ones that are five US dollars and above. Before we get out of here today, Adam, how are you doing today? I'm, ver I'm very well. I like it when SmackDown comes from Canada. Yeah, me too. And sweet? I'm not there for it. Can Canadians did you proud, bud? They sure did. Crowd of the year, I think. Well, yeah. one of, well, one of them. One of them for sure. Mm. One of the the examples of a WWE crowd actually like boosting a show. Yeah. Which isn't always the case. Not always through fault of their own, but they did a very fine job. And also, show. I would say, a very rare example of WWE allowing a heel to enjoy being home. Ah, because honestly, okay. like, it, like, it was so counterintuitive for a time. Like, don't get me wrong. I like it when The Miz says stuff like, I actually live in Florida now, in Cleveland. I think yeah. that's fun because that fits his character. But Sami Zayn's a dork. He really enjoys when people like him. He's craving validation and acceptance, <laughs> which is a wonderful long-term kind of character story. And so the fact that he just got to allow to kind of, they let him just, he didn't have to cut a promo on Montreal. He didn't have to go out there and, and, and like try and turn the fans against him. He just got to enjoy being a de facto babyface for a night. Wonderful. A wonderful time. So, Sami Zayn on this show starts by going backstage and walking right past Isaiah Bronson, the guy that kicked the hell out of me in the lead up to Quizlemania 22. So shout out to you, big man. Love <laughs> to see you getting some work. And he goes into Roman Reigns' locker room and says that the Usos are ungrateful. And, and Roman's like, you know, you're right. And you kind of feel like he's stringing Sami Zayn along here. But at the same time, 
There are layers to this Usos-Roman Reigns relationship, for sure. And then later on in the show, Roman Reigns says that anybody that calls themselves the main event that isn't me is a liar. And we've been looking at main event Jey Uso for the last two years. So mm -hmm. there might be some stuff going on there. But Sami Zayn answers Roman's phone, tells him that the Usos aren't going to be there. And this Lee, and of course, very importantly, Roman Reigns tells him to tell Kevin Owens that he doesn't owe anyone anything after that nice little tidbit on Raw. So that was a great opening to this which then led into Sami Zayn's spectacular performance in the Fatal Five way to determine the number one contender for the Intercontinental Championship. It was Sheamus versus Ricochet versus Madcap Moss versus Happy Corbin versus Sami Zayn, the returning hero who basically just played the ultimate babyface in this match. He did a big injury angle where after he'd had a spectacular run with a great plancha, Michinoku driver and Blue Thunder Bomb, he was really going in and then it looked like, oh no, he's hurt his shoulder. He gets carried out and that's when the enjoyment level of the match dropped ever so slightly and for only so much time before he came out and everyone goes crazy. <laughs> the whole crowd's chanting ole. Michael Cole says, oh, he looks like El Generico in there. <laughs> I never thought I would hear the words El Generico coming out of Michael Cole's mouth, but here we are. It is a new day. It's amazing what Michael Cole can say if you just loosen the knot around his throat <laughs> ever so slightly, isn't it? It's it's a, it was a show of, of really fun details. Yes. I completely agree. Like, obviously the El Generico stuff, but it was a show of just like, it felt just like a little, it, it all connected. Mm -hmm. I don't think there was a wasted segment on the show. Love that. Um, I, I don't like it's not you know as eventful for example as i would say dynamite maybe was just because of the certain things that they are promoting and creating on that show but like everything had its place every segment furthered a storyline and just like little things like uh i mean we'll get to it at a point but like bailey and michael Cole's <laughs> feud like Absolutely. you know like nothing really felt like it was forgotten which yeah. is a great because like this it's such an intricate world is wwe you know with there's always myth there's always lore it's like comics mm -hmm. there's always stuff to kind of call back on like everyone has had an interaction with everyone at some point and it does feel like in this era these details are being picked up on a little bit more things just feel a little bit more human yeah. like the thing is like sammy getting to come out and, and enjoy being in his hometown like so often WWE will not let people do that and it robs, it, it makes people feel less human. It makes people feel more like scripts mm -hmm. rather than people. And yeah, there's just, there's just something bubbling under the skin of WWE right now. Yeah, I've been saying for a very long time, I mean, Pete and I would come on this show and we would bitch and, mo and moan about how nothing in WWE is worth paying attention to. Like if you spend the time to look at the little details and wonder what they mean, before Vince McMahon left, you were just doing it to pop yourself. Like, none of it was actually going to matter. Now it feels like it all matters. Mm. Now it feels like if you read into what that Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns segment was backstage, you might have a leg up on what the next segment's going to be. You might figure out the next step in this storyline. And I really like that. I like being able to analyze a show like this and have that analysis be like, ooh, it's intriguing. <laughs> Genuinely, before Triple H took over, I can't believe how they made me do this, but I genuinely forgot that Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey <laughs> knew each other because they've had no, they've had like almost no interaction on the shows like at all. Um, but only now that Triple H has taken over that, oh yeah, oh that's a main event, that's a WrestleMania 
match that. Sure is. Oh, holy moly. I, something I really want to see. Ronda was great on the show as well. But yeah, we should, let, we'll talk Sammy. Like Sammy, yeah. he, uh, genuinely, I am on board for Sammy Zayn somehow dethroning Roman Reigns oh, now. Because amazing, isn't it? this kind of storyline is, it's sort of like the Dark Universe version of his NXT storyline. A little bit. Like that kind of like, oh, I don't know if I can do this, I don't know. But he's working for the for the bad guys. But eventually at some point he will, you assume, either be kicked out or shed the bloodline skin. And I think if he keeps being built with such like endearing performances, like he's, he's a good dude. He helped Roman Reigns in yeah. the main event. Like he's doing his best to be loved and and wanted <laughs> and like genuinely if you play that storyline well enough that is daniel bryan levels of like that that might that could get him just charged enough to dethrone roman reigns and i would not have thought that possible for mm. the Sami Zayn character a year ago when he lost to roman reigns in the main event of smackdown in like 30 seconds how we've managed to bring that full circle in the last, like, nine months is a beyond me. But that fatal five-way match, Sami Zayn very nearly got the win, just barely didn't. Baron Corbin pulled him out of the ring after he hit a haluva kick, and then Sheamus hit the, hit the brogue kick on Happy Corbin for the win. It's going to be Sheamus and Walter at Clash of the oh, Castle, which on. sounds like all the fun oh, in the world. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, also, the Intercontinental Champions being dependent on pay for <laughs> It's been so long. It's embarrassing how easy it is, isn't it? It is. <laughs> how much they've been able to turn around in such a short amount of time <laughs> by just having matches to qualify for a thing, having those matches be given time and be good, which makes the, <laughs> the penultimate match seem like, oh, that's actually going to be interesting and important, and then promoting it on a pay-per-view. Would you believe it, Tempest? It's so simple. It's we came so on here and we were like, you know, maybe there'll be like a slow integration of changes into this is like no we're just gonna fix this show <laughs> oh walter versus sheamus they're yeah. gonna kick the blue bollocks off it's each gonna other. be like the stiffest match of the year <laughs> I, I can't, can't wait. wait wait that sounds like so much fun and then of course to wrap up the Sami Zayn segments on this show we had the main event segment where roman reigns came out said that he's the main event and anyone else that says the main that they're the main event is a liar drew mcintyre then came out and they didn't quite have the same level of fire that drew had on raw but still this was a good promo drew said that you know roman isn't in god mode he's just a man he's politically aligned he has the bloodline and then they started brawling and then it's just as drew mcintyre went to hit the claymore as you said Sami Zayn dives out of nowhere takes the bullet for roman reigns who then eventually gets claymored anyway but it was really interesting because yeah at one point Sami Zayn and the bloodline was just like oh god this guy's so annoying like <laughs> you know from their point of view he was just like the lackey that they'll get to carry the bags in and everything but now he's like a real character who is doing his best yeah he is like he is a baby face character on the heel side he's mm. just aligned with the wrong people and all you need is for someone Maybe Kevin Owens, because I don't know if he's going to dethrone Roman Reigns if they keep going down this path. And I keep seeing this from Sami Zayn. I'd love that. But I think a maybe more likely scenario is like Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn beating the Usos for the tag titles. That sounds really good. That, oh, that sounds like a hell of a match, my yeah. God. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping to push Sammy to the moon because we we all do. Like, it, it honestly feels like this is, like you say, his um, 
what's his name? The underdog from the underground. That was yeah. his old character. Oh, it, it does feel like that. This is sort of I forgot about that name. It feels like this is that version of that character that's had his spirit broken by WWE <laughs> and has basically been yeah turned to the dark side by the relentless mistreatment. So he'll do anything to be loved. Yeah, <laughs> it's really it's kind of it works on that kind of like meta level. But he's he's amazing. It's set up and payoff. One of the first segments of the show, mm -hmm. him saying, the Uso, uh, I don't like the Usos, and the Usos aren't here, I'm here. And then in the main event, the Usos weren't there for Roman. That was the point of Drew McIntyre's promo, that you are just a man. Like, how many times have the Usos helped you win matches? And then Sami Zayn was there yeah. for Roman. Oh, it's, it's subtle storytelling, isn't it? They're not hitting you over the head with what it is, but it's still obvious. Mm. It's just... Ooh, ooh, it's nuanced. I love it. And it's the thrill of competence, ooh, isn't it? It is. <laughs> the thrill of wrestling competence. Like I said on the Dynamite review this week that I really liked how there was, it was only a couple of segments, but the CM Punk John Moxley thing sort of kind of ran through more than one segment and mm -hmm. it felt the show feel a little more interconnected. SmackDown's been doing a really good job of that lately. Just yeah. having things run throughout the show, have things matter. It makes the whole show feel tethered together. And like an actual TV program, it feels like there is a start, middle, end. It feels like there's a plot to each episode. It's really, really inspiring. But to go back to the, the title of this, this episode, it is astounding to me. And I think about this every so often, that... Sami Zayn spent about a year and a half on the main roster as a babyface and has mm. spent five years as a heel. I know. It's insane. It's mind-boggling to me. And, and now if Triple H makes one of his projects making Sami Zayn the amazing top babyface that he was in NXT now on the main roster, that is your top babyface problem more or less solved. I mean, imagine if he's finally slotted in against Roman, and maybe he doesn't have to win, mm -hmm. but that's the time where the old music comes back. Oh, my God. Oh! Because <laughs> then it's just, again, like, fixing Sami Zayn on just so many different levels. I love it. So, in your perfect world, at what point in this story would you turn Sami Zayn babyface, and would you do it, period? I think... I definitely would turn him babyface because I think he's kind of babyface already. Yeah. I think that there, there is a point with wrestling fans that the line between babyface and heel is whether you're entertaining or not. Right. And Sami Zayn obviously is that. I feel like it feels like wishful thinking. I think you could absolutely. I think what you want to do is separate the titles first. You don't, I don't think it makes necessarily sense, just certainly now, to put both of your top titles in the company on Sami Zayn. <laughs> but I certainly feel like he can have a really good run against Roman for one of the titles. Uh, possibly oh. even dethrone him. But I would say it, it's much more likely that what is going to happen is Sami will probably feature into Roman losing the titles mm. at some point. I think, I think Sami kind of reclaiming himself and hitting Roman with the Haluma kick, uh, the Haluva kick, I think, and then just ripping the Bloodline shirt off. I think that might be the best that Sami's going to get out of this feud, which is not nothing, because then obviously, like, he, I think then he's you're not, you're up on mid-card, super hot baby face, who you can then heat up for, you know, maybe win the Royal Rumble and maybe see how that's going to happen. I, I don't think anything's going to happen for Clash of the Castle. Mm -hmm. I think this is sort of something that maybe 
I don't know, maybe like around Survivor Series-ish. I just want to I want to see this level of consistent booking because honestly, I think Sammy can get hotter than this. Oh, I, I completely agree with that. I think the reason that his NXT run was so good was because that, that chase for the NXT title took that whole year. Mm. And by the end, people were so ready. And now, honestly, I think we're just starting to get like the little morsels of people being like really into this. I'm sure people have been into it a lot longer than I have, but... This just feels like we're just getting going. And I agree, if we get another few months of this, it, it all kind of depends on how much Roman's going to be on TV. <laughs> that would help, but... I mean, it's it's difficult to tell. This may ultimately be a big spotlight for Sammy because we're in Canada, you know? Mm. Um, the land of the free and home of the brave. That's that's it, right? That's those guys. Uh, but um, I, I hope it's not just for this week, though. I hope, I hope they see these reactions and realize, sure, Canadians are crazy, you know, that this may explain it a little bit, but there is something here that even Americans could enjoy. Our home and native land, indeed. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra. And I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Let's get into some of your Ultra Chats. Let's see what you think about Sami Zayn. Make sure you get your Ultra Chats into WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. We'll be reading out all the ones that are five US dollars and above before the end of the show. Matt Hennessy says, While I think Sheamus winning was the right call, the longer the match went, the more I wanted Sami to win. 
When the bloodline turn on Sammy's on Zane, Sammy is going to be an amazing baby face and it's going to give the bloodline amazing heat. The possibilities are endless. And he goes on to say, we're going to get Zane versus Reigns. Will Roman win? Yes, but Sammy promos and his wrestling will make you believe he has a chance. Ultimately, the end goal should be Sammy Zane's he uh, face turn and Kevin Owens and Sammy Zane winning the tag titles from the Usos. That seems fair. That like I, I think you can definitely get a pay-per-view main event out of Roman versus Sammy. Mm -hmm. For sure. I don't think it just has to be a SmackDown main event. But I think ultimately what Sammy's gonna end up getting it are the tag titles off the Usos. Yeah. For sure. And then basically I think the bloodline will sort of fall apart in one swift go. I mm. think Roman will lose the belts at some point to someone, maybe Drew. Um, I think the Usos will lose the belts. And I think that's the point where Roman has to kind of up the insanity, up the fact that he's a tribal chief, up the fact that it's not about belts, it's about this title as head of the family, and that's when you bring back The Rock. Right. I, I think that makes as much sense as anything else. Uh, Ruben Madeira says, It's been a while since I've been able to ultra chat, but I loved last night's episode of SmackDown. The Fatal Five Away alone was a match of the year candidate for me. The crowd was great, and the Sammy Ro uh, Roman storyline was very entertaining. Thank you, Triple H. <laughs> Thanks, Triple H. I appreciate it, bud. <laughs> Thanks, man. Making my job a lot easier. <laughs> And Vandalia1998 says, I think the last time Zayn was a proper face was before he saved Owens from Shane way back in the days of yore. Yeah, it was 2017 when he turned heel, and that is so long ago it's now. Bonkers. I, I can't believe how long ago it's been. And we'll get into just a, a couple more, because Hannah Allen has uh, ultra chatted to say, hello, uh, lovely fellows. What a weird time. AEW is seemingly gosh is Seemingly gosh darn drama. WWE under trips is so much fun and exciting. I have faith in Tony Khan. I'm just excited to see what WWE does as well. Now to my main question, is anybody playing Cult of Lamb? Lots of love, jam that jam. I haven't played it. I've seen stuff about it. I think I've seen like a couple of like reviews here or there saying it's, it's good, but I haven't played it. I am in the same boat as you. Not the yet. Roguelike, right? I think yeah. like, the art style's gorgeous. Like it looks brilliant and I love me a kind of a dungeon crawl rogue like Hades. Yeah, it's the best. Hades is the best <laughs> thing. I love Hades so much. Listen to Pete talk about Hades on every Wrestle Talk <laughs> Extra segment for goddamn six months. Oh, I've heard course. nothing but good things. And Hannah Allen has been a member for 14 months in a row. Woo! Yeah. Thing. Less Aussie dollars for y'all. I know you'll be upset. Hugs for buds. Lots of love. Stay awesome, gents. Hashtag jam that jam. Hashtag LIW for life. Hashtag last night, wine, late night wine hand. Thank you, Hannah. Your ultra chats are always welcome, no matter how much wine is involved. But SmackDown, back to the topic at hand, opened, as they like doing now, with the we're not focusing on the angle. And oh, they're in the shot. <laughs> They've never prepared for the start of the show. <laughs> there wasn't a segment set up, apparently. No. I, I, I will say it was a fun surprise to see Ronda, just Ronda Rousey just yeah. walking in front of the camera. I think that's a lot of fun. I like, I just find it funny that it's like, oh, you're just going to do this on every show now. Between the Dexter Loomis stuff, Ronda Rousey walking in on back-to-back -back SmackDowns, this is just kind of what they're doing now. They're, they've... 
been so hard on the hyper-focused, really ridiculous production style that doing this like two or three weeks in a row, I'm just like, oh my god, my brain can't handle it. But I, I'm welcoming the change. This is not a nitpick by any means. I'll say I've 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 been backstage at wrestling shows. Like I've worked wrestling shows um in on the crew backstage, you know, kind of in gorilla, and yeah, it, it's pretty easy to just oh no, what's happening in the ring? Oh, <laughs> oh no. Okay, let's just ah, that's happening in the wrong order. All right. Right, well, well, we'll run with it. Someone get in the ears of the comments. Jeez. Yeah. yeah, so Ronda Rousey comes out and, you know, she's Ronda Rousey in the ring. She's like, I'm not going to leave. You're not, you're not going to make me. Adam Pierce comes out. And she wants her suspension lifted. And he's like, well, that's above my pay grade. And I yet have, I've yet to been told how much power Adam Pierce has. <laughs> it's never been made clear on this show what responsibilities and what duties he has because he's always like, well, I can't do that. I can't do the thing that you want. I mean, that's kind of like, if he's the commissioner, right? Like mm. he can make matches. Like he's essentially a kind of like the, the controller of the format, mm. I guess. Like, But he's not even that half the time. It's always like, oh, you guys want a match? We gotta, we gotta talk to the board first. <laughs> really? I can't make that. <laughs> Cool. All right. I mean, that's the thing is like, I, I, yeah, if someone's like in charge of programming, they can't hire and fire people. Right. Sure. But like, if he's, if, if, can, what can he make? I don't decision know. Wise? Oh, I have no idea. But does he choose the catering menu, perhaps? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe that's what Adam Pierce's job is. But Ronda Rousey gets herself arrested because she won't leave and she walks out and tells Adam Pierce that he has a nice haircut. Yeah, I thought that was fun. I thought that was fun. This is the best presentation of Ronda. Uh, technically heel, I suppose, but just says what she wants and hurts people until she gets it. Works for me. Yeah. Uh, doesn't talk that much works for me um yeah just gets to i don't know just gets to beat up dudes it's just great stuff like yeah. i am worried that if this then dovetailed into another feud between her and Liv, that Liv is gonna she's not making it out of that feud alive because no. ronda's cool now unfortunately well, like she's ronda ronda wasn't cool for the entirety of her time back until literally weeks ago yeah it's crazy until she started beating people up yeah wild how that works Unbelievable. Also, very small detail here, but I like that the camera follows the cop car out, and that's when Roman Reigns comes in. It's the little things, isn't it? It's the little things. It's just the little production bits. You know, the little minus ones. This is a plus one. This is why I'm enjoying SmackDown right now. Because I guess, like, you would have a camera guy in the carport if someone's going to be arriving and you know what time they're showing up. Yeah. But it always feels a little bit out of place, you know, on wrestling shows to me. It was like, and someone's arriving. And now there was a reason to, to capture that moment. It's just a little thing I like. If you could just keep that momentum as well. I remember reading a thing that Alan Moore wrote about comics, which is that you run the risk every time someone has to turn the page of losing their attention. Mm. So what you do is you see the reason why you turn the page at the end of the page they're currently reading. And then you link scenes together thematically or with dialogue or with a bit of overlap just that little bleed is all it takes to keep narrative momentum going and it means you don't lose people in those brief moments where attention can wander really like that alan moore in fact a better creative mind than vince mcmahon <laughs> I, I, crazy that you said it first so our, our opening match was the women's champ women's tag team championship tournament match which was supposed to be Zoe Stark and Nikita Lyons against uh, Natalia and Sonya Deville but instead it was Toxic Attraction taking the place of the NXT gals Zoe Stark apparently has a concussion uh was reported and Nikita Lyons was medically unavailable I'm going to leave it at that leave it at that this was in Canada and 
this team should probably have been in the tournament anyway because they're like the one team in the tournament now that is a team. Mm. You know, it's nice to have yeah, an established got a na- team. Got a name. Yeah, yeah got toxic a name and attraction. <laughs> Remember when tag teams had names? <laughs> Wonderful stuff. This match itself was like it was. It was all right. It was a little bit clunky in spots. They messed up a Hurricane Rana spot at one point, but they had they kind of took turns being the team that was going to be cheered. Mm. Where. Natty's obviously from Canada, so she got a pop when she got the hot tag, but otherwise they were more or less into Toxic Attraction, and match didn't go terribly long. Natty went for the sharpshooter on Gigi Tolan, but uh, JC Jane had gotten the hot tag, or not the hot tag, the blind tag, rather. Too many different tags. And she get, she rolls up Natty for the win and moves on to the second round. Uh, nothing really negative to say about this. It was fine. It gives the tournament a bit more credibility to have a team. A team of former champions as well. Indeed, yeah. Um, I give them. There's lots of stuff on NXT, you know, to, lots of footage of them on NXT to promote, make them feel like they have a place here. I think it makes a whole bunch of sense. I, I don't think they're probably gonna. Actually, they might get two to the final, right? Like, because it's it's mad to me that Io Sky and um, Dakota Kai are facing off against Bliss and Asuka in the semis. Mm. That, that seemed like your final match to me. You'd but think, like, yeah. But yeah, I mean, they could make it all the way to the, to the finals. It's really exciting. Best bit of the match, though, and I don't mean to be disrespectful to the wrestlers, but the best bit of the match is Bailey going, Hey, Michael! <laughs> Michael! Ding dong! <laughs> hey, Michael! Yeah, Bailey. annoying Michael. Cole. Sitting in the front row at ringside. <laughs> I just like I need the shot on Michael Cole's face when he's just like, oh no, I forgot about this. <laughs> just the torment coming back to him after like having the the flashbacks. He's in cold sweats about <laughs> Bailey harassing him. <laughs> I love Bailey so much. She's the I'm, best. I'm so happy that she's back. Yeah, me too. Um, so then we got the the Sami Zayn bit in the back, and then we got maximum male models coming out for the maximum male model shtick, but they were interrupted by Hit Row, who beat them up, sent them on their way, and then did a rap. They did a rap, That's and a- I enjoyed it. They're musical artists. Yeah. They could do their rap if they want. He, Top Dollar had a really good line about Kobe Beef in there. He said, uh, I serve you up like Kobe Beef, uh, make him be 24 hours a day, eight days a week, because 24 and eight are both Kobe Bryant's numbers. Oh, I and see. I, was just like, I appreciate these references, Top Dollar. I really like the presentation of Hit Row. I always have. Yeah. I, I'm a big like hip hop fan. I'm a big fan of just the vibe they bring. You know, because it's different. It's totally different, and it feels very authentic to me. It, nothing about this act feels forced. Well, like, that's the thing. That's yeah. the reason why you give them time to do stuff like this, because yeah. it's a little bit of kind of like, yeah, like a bit of authenticity behind the gimmick. It just makes their promos like land a bit heavy if you know that, oh, these guys not only are charismatic on the mic, but they actually are the things they're yeah. pretending to be. It's the complete polar opposite of Cora Jade, the skateboarder. <laughs> Or the dynamic dudes. The dynamic dudes. <laughs> who I don't think ever, literally ever got on those skateboards. Oh, goodness me. If you can't ride a skateboard, you don't have to. But, yeah. I really like Hit Row. I'm really glad to see it. Hopefully now. We said this last week. We thought Maximum Male Models would lead to a match. Maybe this week. Maybe not. With Los Atharios, because they had a bit of backstage play there. And now this week, it looks like Maximum Male Models might set up a match with Hit Row. Either of those options, totally fine. I'm totally down with the maximum male model shtick. Yep. If it's leading to somewhere and it looks like it's going to be. Yeah, I I, I think it's fun. I, I think it's 
Marseille and Monsoir. Like, yeah. yeah, it's 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 more than they've ever had either yeah. of those guys. It's it's better than uh, whatever it was. What is it? Oh god, what was it called? The awful thing that Mace was in, you know, with the masks and oh, stuff. I know, Reve- revolution, Reve- retribution, retribution, retribution. <laughs> <laughs> I sorry, I took bleach to my brain. You see. And it's, you know, thankfully it worked. Actually, uh, I broke into Will Smith's house and I stole one of those. Uh, it's not a neuro. It is a neuralizer from Men in Black. <laughs> There's too many sci-fi words these days. Yeah, I really like a uh, maximum male model shtick when it has a point. Also, Maxime Dupree was getting down with the hit row rap and Max Dupree didn't like that. More tension between fake brother and sister. Are they brother and sister? Well, their names are Max Dupree and Maxine Dupree. Oh. I mean, I'm, I'm not, I haven't watched SmackDown yeah. in a little bit, but yeah. just like, oh, okay, they're not it, doing, they're not doing a, they're not doing a virtual thing, are they? Oh God, I hope not. <laughs> TV 14 again, <laughs> not the direction I would take it. <laughs> we had the, uh, we then had, of course, the Fatal Five Way match that was very good. We've talked about it at length, which I think might be the best SmackDown match of the year. It would be up there if not, because like Roman's match with Riddle was also very good. Mm. There have been some good matches on SmackDown, but this one was very, very good. Go out of your way to see it if you haven't already. Uh, and back, not backstage, in the forest or the woods or something like that, we had a Viking funeral featuring the return of Sarah Logan, who wasn't shown on camera, but she did put the black face paint stuff on Eric and Ivar. Of course, she is married to, I believe, Eric. She's married to Ray Rowe. So, whichever. I always I get those two. Yeah, I think it's Eric. It's not. Yeah, it's Eric. So, I would like to see her as part of this act, but they just said, you know, oh, New Day. We're, it's going to be the end of the New Day and the beginning of a new Viking Day. But they used. <laughs> I will say They that. said it in that cadence, too. <laughs> the last, yeah, it was the last line of the promo. I was like, no. <laughs> It'll be a new Viking Day. It's better than being the new vicious Viking Raiders, which were their team name for a few weeks there. It just sounds like a great Viking experience to me. Oh, it sure does, doesn't I, it? I, I, I didn't. I don't have any complaints about this, to be honest. Like it, it's silly, but un- under the old era, that probably would have taken place in the ring, and it probably would have been watted, and it probably would have felt really lifeless. It would have been the old day segment. Yeah. It would have been Bobby Lashley's sisters. It would have been like the segment we get every year that isn't funny that pops Vince and Vince alone. Yeah. Instead, it was just like it was a good little vignette bit in a forest. Watch same, it for a minute. Same with um, Karrion Cross's yeah. little promo as well. Like, don't need to put the guy in the ring. You don't need to show him in the ring all the time. Just like save it for when he's going to kill someone. And then everything else just produced a the s word out of it i <laughs> got you luke cohen don't worry about me um and then just make him look as cool as possible a little hourglass shots of um scarlet and both of them have that weird filter where they have like very selective sunburn on their face <laughs> i i thought it was a good promo like a, just yeah video packages man you've got the best production team in the history of wrestling they're using them. It's yeah, great. they're they're using them like properly now because it's not just oh we're gonna make video packages of everything that happened last week and everything that happened on Raw. Like we'll show you like the little clips that you need to see, mm. but the show's not populated with just nonstop incessant video packages. And the video packages they do show you, they feel worth watching. And I love that. I love because AEW does great video packages too. But it's not the entire show. And for so long, Raw and SmackDown just felt like the video package show. Yeah. You know? Great little changes. 
Again, the minus ones being taken away from this show, and eventually it's going to be nothing but plus ones. SmackDown's going to be the best show every week because it's only two hours and Raw's still too long. Love to see it. We then got uh, Liv Morgan and Shotzi. This is kind of my low point on the on the show. They had decent backstage promos, and then this was this was the match where it goes a minute, they go to commercial, they come back, they do one more minute, and they go to the finish. Yeah, you know which. It's not, yeah, yeah, it's not segment, ideal. The segment wasn't about the match. It was about right. what comes afterwards. Exactly. So after all the back and forth on Twitter that these two went on, they had a short match and Liv won with her finish. And then Shayna Baszler killed her, almost did the arm stomp thing, but then didn't and just kicked her in the face instead. I mean, don't get me wrong. That was very funny. Yeah. When she was just like, uh, in the face. <laughs> uh, I don't know why she wouldn't injure uh, yeah, her arm, though. Because, logically. Unless... Unless you wouldn't be medically clear to compete and then you lose the match, maybe the payday, and then maybe you lose your title shot because they vacate the title. Like, sure. I'm just looking at it from a kayfabe perspective, why you wouldn't try and injure her arm. Yeah. But I guess, like, yeah, she knows that she can do it. Why not just do it in the match, have the match be stopped, then she's the champ. Yeah, she it, makes, it makes enough sense. And yeah. plus, it's a really funny little F you uh, to live, which is such a shame, man, because I honestly, at, at this point, with, with Shayna being heated up and the fact that she's wearing triple h cosplay is adorable by the way uh dress come to work dressed as your dad delightful <laughs> um the fact that she, she fe- the fact that she suddenly had this energy put back into her i'm like oh yeah just put the title i kind of just want to see her win just put the title on her and have her run until wrestlemania and then have her versus rousey mm-hmm. at mania yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of it, isn't it? Yeah. I feel so bad. It's this such a long time coming for Liv Morgan, but she, yeah, she is sort of feeling like my least preferred part of the feud. I like Liv Morgan. I think she's great. But... I think they did a lot of damage to her with that SummerSlam thing where she tapped out. Yeah. Once the crowd started turning on her, like her biggest benefit in all this was her likability and the fact that she had the crowd behind her as a genuine organic baby face. And then they started kind of turning on her because she did lose that match. She tapped out before the three count. She should have lost. And that's just not not what I would have the babyface champion do. Like, AJ Styles did that against Samoa Joe, too. Like, he he tapped out before getting pinned at one point. And he's like, uh, I shouldn't have won that match, but I'm the babyface, <laughs> and I'll just move on. It's, it, it's tricky, isn't it? Because, like, I mean, she is also a babyface champion. Yeah. That's fine. She's she baby faces don't hold belts. They win belts. They don't have long reigns. They have long chases. They get the belt and then ultimately like if you haven't where if you haven't got something to progress a story on, you tend to lose the belt quite quickly and it's it, heels are the ones with the long reigns. And Shayna Baszler would be a really good heel, guys. Like, oh, take it off, Liv. I feel so horrible saying it. Yeah, it's not her fault. It's not her fault. Love Liv Morgan. But that basically wraps up SmackDown because we then got into the main event segment that we've already talked about. I thought this was a fantastic episode of SmackDown, personally. I gave it a 4 out of 5 in my review. Might bump it up to a 5 out of 5 show. Like, I'm still wrestling with the the standards that I'm working with here for <laughs> SmackDown. Because under, like, the if this episode took place, like, two months ago, this would be like, oh, this is a 5 out of 5 show. This is the best SmackDown of the year. But now it's like, I am expecting this show to get better. No, that's that's, that's the thing. exciting. It's definitely a four for me because, like you say, I think there's like more, yeah, not a lot of momentous stuff happened on this show. It's just baseline. Everything worked. Yeah. Every single thing was feeding something else. Um, every like it's a really 
you're building to a pay-per-view. This sh show felt like a show that is building to a pay-per-view. It's doing its job very well. I There have been better episodes of SmackDown. I think we're just like more stuff happens, I mm -hmm. suppose. But yeah, I can't really fault it for what it's supposed to be. Like for a show that's building Clash of the Castle. Did that very well. It built how many? Four matches on Clash? Three? Uh... Three, three solidly. D yeah. Depending if you count like the the women's tag final, which was built to by having a tournament match, yeah. you you can make the argument for sure. A good episode of SmackDown, one you will not regret watching. Let's get into AEW Rampage, which I don't have a ton to say about. It was a better show than last week, although how could it not be? That show last week was pants. I didn't see it. What happened? Nothing. Oh, really? <laughs> this, this Zach Clayton uh, hook thing was like a whole segment. Where they cut a promo on each other. The Parker Boudreaux was in a singles match. and Wow, thank goodness they built up both those things for this week. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Wasn't a fan of last week's show. This show was much better. Still not like the most important of shows like we've seen Rampage like last year. But still i thought a good time overall claudio castagnoli came out i wish we had seen more of him after winning the roh title like it feels like that happened a month ago because it did and we haven't seen him since then except for in very small doses but he comes out and he says that he doesn't want to be out there in street clothes he wants to fight he wants to defend the title so he's putting out an open challenge for anybody next week and he's answered by dustin rhodes yeah great interesting choice i think we'll have a very good match and i thought dustin cut a very good promo came out said that uh he's never been world champion and it's eaten away at him but that's the fire that drives him and claudio says that just because i've won this title don't make me don't believe that i've lost that fire too and they said they're gonna you know bring their best for their match next week and it's very respectful and they're gonna have a wrestling match and it's yeah, gonna be great that is what you do if you've got a week to build a match yeah there you go do you want a match yes i'm gonna win it no i will oh, all right there you go it's fine yeah it, it's, it, it's, it's it's perfectly fine it's very weak weekly tv title match yeah build, isn't it yeah. yeah. And AEW loves those. There's like two of them on every show now because yeah, there's so many belts. Seems to be fine. You know? Yeah. I thought it was just fine. Uh, Ortiz and Ruby Soho are backstage. They want to fight Sami Zayn and Ty Mello. I, I thought Eddie Kingston wanted to fight Sammy Guevara. I thought that was like going to be an all out match or something like that. But I haven't seen Eddie Kingston in a while. I don't know. I would like this bit to be focused up a little bit, please. What's this bit? Focusing up. Focusing up. Tighten it up. <laughs> stop the table. Stop. What is I need them to, to breathe through the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> Just tiptoe around it and smash. <laughs> smash right through it. Uh, we then had the AEW World Tag <laughs> Team Championship match. Between Swerve and Our Glory, Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland just powering on through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Against Private Party. And I was I always feel like I expect one match on Rampage to be the main event, and then it's in the middle of the show, and mm. I'm like, okay, but why? And I guess they just want to have all the trios matches in this tournament be like the main event of every show, which yeah. I can't fault them for, but that's also a tournament match to set up a title match, and this is a title match. I think there know? was a little bit of wiggle room as to where the main event, the actual main event was going to go. Yeah. Like, are they going to just do the Brock Lesnar push on Parker Boudreaux? Um, and I think there's no, like, private party aren't, they're not beating Swerve in your glory. So I no. understand like. But, but at the same time, in my opinion, if you put the match in the main event, I think like 
then it just kind of becomes a different match. To mm. me, this was like a very standard, like, they go out there, they, they defend their titles, they move on. You don't really ever think about it again. And I would prefer these matches be like, these are the opportunities for the AEW World Tag Team Champions, whoever that be at the time, to be the best tag team in the world and put on the best tag team matches of anybody possible. And do that with like, 20 minute matches in the main event and have every match feel really important mm. and i just don't really feel like that's happened a lot this year because again it's like jurassic express defends the titles against the ass boys you know keith lee and swerve defended in the, like a kind of short very decisive match and i'm not saying the private party needed to get super close or anything i just would have liked to have seen it a little more competitive it is weird that the the most promoted, I think, and kind of most over tag team with gold are not the guys with the AEW gold. Yeah. It's kind of strange. But I, I, a good match. I enjoyed yeah. it. I really, really liked this. Again, little details. It's the little details that Isaiah Cassidy was just like, oh, he's going to throw me. Mm -hmm. So he had a counter for it. Yeah. And then it worked. But yeah, he got thrown anyway. It was very, very good. Yeah. I like that. That's excellent. That's progression. He gets thrown the first time, and then he's smart enough to have a counter, but he's still not a better wrestler than Keith, so he still gets it later in the match. Just, mm, beautiful stuff. And really interesting kind of finish here as well, because Swerve hit his kick on Mark Quinn and got a close near fall, and he and Keith just kind of like stopped and just went, hmm, oh really? <laughs> interesting. And Keith is like, hit him again. And Swerve just picked him up and hit the JML driver. I don't know what JML stands for, I'll be honest. I'm hoping I'll be told at some point. Chat, if you know, you let me know. And he just beat him. It was like really quick, just like hit him with the thing, kicked out, go, huh, picked him up, hit him with another thing, and beat him. So there's two theories here. One is that they were trying to do a kind of like, huh, Private party mm. kicked out of my finish. Well done, private party. I right, hit you with another one though. All right, but well done. And they kind of yeah, did that they, with the with the fist bump afterwards. So that makes me think that that's actually what they were going for. Mm. It just did look, Swerve look more cross than. Yeah. <laughs> than How kind of dare like, you kick out of my kicks? <laughs> almost to the point where we'd be just like, no, no, that was the finish. <laughs> you don't kick out of that. I'm gonna get you this time. Um, I'm, I'm sure it wasn't that. I'm sure it was very much a kind of give private party something because otherwise mm. there's no point in just beating someone. Right. You, you make them look like stronger contenders in a loss. That's <laughs> what all wrestling should be. Um, so, yeah, I think that's probably what it was. It just was not quite as clear. Yeah. And I mean, they shook hands after the match, which makes me believe this on some level was like a private party babyface turn. I don't know if it's all the way there, but they're, they're definitely starting to lean more that way than they have more recently. Uh, after that, we had Will Hobbs yelling at the factory because they couldn't beat Ricky Starks. And for some reason, the factory are all just Tony D'Angelo and his goons now. <laughs> I don't know when this change happened, but now QT Marshall is just kind of like, hey, Domino's at the Gabagool. And <laughs> sure, I, do, I, don't, I don't quite get the factory either, but whatever. Hook and Zach Clayton had a match that needed a one-week build for some reason. His hook came out, and Zach Clayton said his ex almost exact same promo that he said last week, only this time they were in West Virginia. This place ain't joisy. That, that was it, yeah. Might as well be sat right next to me. And Hook came out and beat him in like 10 seconds, if I'm, that. I am also from Jersey. Uh, you're from the original. I'm, there's a new Jersey. There's a new Mexico? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, uh, <laughs> as, as, yeah, as someone from 
the OG jersey, it was very nice to see someone from the Jersey Shore get humiliated on television. Because <laughs> they've never done that. Before. No, they've never done that. He's he's the wife of Jay Woo Woo Woo. He right? is. Yes. Mm. Yeah. No, I, he's I not, he's not the wife. She's. <laughs> Wait. You'll get it. I'll I'll puzzle this out. You keep talking. So yeah, Hook choked him out immediately. Like Zach Clayton just kind of charged him and Hook grabbed him, put in the red rum, beat him. That was that. Walked out with the title, which I I think is a perfectly fine way for this match to go. I'm just a little perplexed as to why this match needed a one-week build. The thing is, you could have just done the segment followed by the match. You could have right. just had like this, this Zach guy come out and be just like, I'm from Jersey. I'm going to get you. And then immediately dies. That's it. That's a direct quote, in fact. And one thing I really did like about this, and what I like about AEW in general, because... Very often to me, wrestling shows can feel like, well, what did you plan to be the main event of this show going in? Mm. You know, and they start, it's like, and the tag team match player, it's going to be that in the main event. You'll go one on one with The Undertaker or whatever it is. And it's like, go out there and we'll make the main event on the fly. Yeah. You start the show without a plan. And I really like that AEW has done a couple times now. They've said, because the next match was Buddy Matthews against Serpentico, where they said, this is a standby match because Hook beat Zach Clayton so quick. We have another match to give you. I like it. I like, they don't need to tell you what that match is because that that might be false advertising if they don't give it to you. But just the fact that they have have a match ready to go. It just makes more sense. It's more logical that you would do that as a promoter. Yeah. It, it just, it's a nice detail. I really enjoy that. Uh, 2.0 also have their eyes on Hook in the FTW title. So one of them might face him at some point in the near future. And uh, Buddy Matthews beat Serpentigo very quickly as well. They just had a really kind of short squash match. Again, this was more having to do with what came after the match than the match itself. But I do like that they still don't have a name for Buddy Matthews' finisher because it was the Murphy's Law. Yeah. They can't call it that. I really wanted to call it Matthews' Law. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> Great finish, though. I really like that move. It's uh, like, you know, um, like any time a move doesn't really have a name, it's the, hey! I got him with that one. <laughs> no doubt about it. It's the, what an impact. And sure enough, Miro came out holding Malachi Black's face. Not his face, his mask. Sorry, I get them mixed up every oh, once cool. in a while. And we don't find out what he did to Malachi Black, but he comes out, he fights with Buddy Matthews, he hits his big kick, Buddy Matthews leaves. I'm really happy to see Buddy Matthews wrestle. Yeah. I want to see this match very badly. Mm-hmm. I just want to see, like, I don't know how we haven't gotten Buddy Matthews against every member of Death Triangle and, like, just so good. Put him in matches on TV. Oh, Buddy Matthews against Pac immediately. Mm, why have we not gotten that, but we've gotten 16,000 ass clubs. Any ass boys. I, re- I, I, well, similar to, like, I want to see him versus everyone. I want to see Miro versus every member of Absolutely. House of Black. Like, Absolutely. Him Mir- and Brody King. Stop it. Stop Ooh, it, Tempest. Yes, please. Yes, please. Uh, also, Billy Gunn is going to beat up his kids at some point. <laughs> is this a, this is going to be a swerve, isn't it? Like, th- th- it's actually going to be like he was allied with the Ass Boys the entire time, just to sucker in the acclaim to put an even bigger beat down on him. Because otherwise, none of this reads like a dad about to kick the crap out of his son. But like, we've we've had that point in the story already. Like, they got together, and then it was kind of leaning more like Billy Gunn preferred the ass the acclaimed over the Ass Boys. And they're like, ah, scissor me, daddy ass. Yeah, everybody loved it. 
And then the, the, the ass boys turned on the acclaimed and Billy Gunn turned on them too. And it was like, okay, fully heel ass club. And then all of this has happened. And now it's just, well, now he's back with the acclaimed. If they do another, I, I can't believe this has gone on this long anyway. But if you swerve me again, I'm voting for Tony Khan as worst booker of the year. Isn't it crazy how WWE feels a lot more coherent right now than not all of AEW, but some parts of AEW. AEW seems to be a bit kind of just like, huh? Uh, way more like there's much more left field booking and much mm -hmm. more kind of like stuff that feels like it's being made up week on week. Yeah. It's curious. Because the times they are changing. We still like AEW, everybody. Yeah. We promise. We just like good wrestling. Yeah. And there's more of that. And it's wonderful. Yes. Uh, Britt Baker says Thunderstorm is the most toxic tag team in the world. Wink. And uh, if they don't, if they're not at all out, they don't care. Maybe I've seen speculation that maybe she'll be added to it in like a triple threat. I don't know. We will see. There's only so many weeks left. Athena beat Penelope Ford. This was kind of the AEW equivalent of the live match where, and this wasn't on, uh, you know, didn't get to see what happened in the commercial. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. This match, uh, the, uh, Athena was getting getting beaten up for a good portion of it. Penelope hit her stunner. They went to commercial, came back. Athena hit like a running drop kick on the on the floor into the barricade, sent her in the ring, and hit the Eclipse. I'm not sure if it's still called the Eclipse. It might not be. Either way, you know the move. She got the win, and she's got like these little, like, Archangel wings from X-Men Apocalypse. Yeah. You know, little metal wings. Very cool. They keep making a point to say that she made them herself. And of course, the baddies attack her from behind, and then Jade comes out and beats it up with a sledgehammer, beats up the wings. She breaks the wings with a sledgehammer, and then hits Athena with a sledgehammer. I'm really looking forward to their match it all out. I think it should be fantastic. And it is one of the bigger threats to Jade's title. I think she's really had to this point. Yeah. I think she might win. I think I think it's perfectly possible. I, I yeah, I think this is better than the live Shotzi match. Yeah. In just in terms of It was of more wrestling on TV. I think the the crowd was more connected to it than uh, as well. I and yeah, I think more stuff happened again like the the sledgehammer shot. Um it does feel like yeah, more care and attention has been given to this feud which does build Athena up as the first proper challenge to Jade. I One guess. of them. Yeah. Yeah. At least going in, there haven't been that many. There are some who have come close and had really good matches, like Anna Jay's match on Rampage months ago was fantastic. And but no one thought that going in that she was going to get really close and almost beat her. So yeah. to have a really top level challenger, I think is going to do really well for this feud. I think it's going to be really good for the pay per view. And then we got our main event as the best friends beat the Trust Busters. Slim J, I've become a fan of very quickly. I think he does his role very well. He's different. He's unique on this show, and he's. He's a douchebag, but he's good at doing that. And uh, Parker Boudreaux is a serviceable monster. They sent him to the outside at one point. Sonny Kiss went to get him back. And uh, Danhausen was there instead. Curse Slim J and uh, the best friends. I don't know what to call this finish. I've only just been able to, to think of the name like the cheerleader splash is what I got out of this. Because mm. they both, Trent and Chuck both lifted up the arms and legs of Slim J, kind of like the spirit squad used to do. And then Orange Cassie climbed on their shoulders and hit a splash, and that was the finish. It wasn't very good. I it wasn't think. great. No. Also, I will say that I really want like Slim J and Butch to form a kind of flashpoint tag team. 
Yeah, this is a lot of fun to me. Uh, yeah, I, I thought this. I thought this match was fine. Um, I think. Uh, I think Parker Boudreaux is a way to go. Um, I think the Brock Lesnar comparisons are probably hurting him more than helping him. Uh, but, certainly. But I think he moves with speed and with power, and I think he has a physical charisma that is similar to Brock. Mm. Um, I'm. I'm enjoying that. I. I I like the best French stick. The Orange Cassidy stuff is fun. It's a good joke. They just keep telling, but it is a good joke. So yeah, I, I yeah I thought the, the the triple finish thing didn't look very impactful. But it's whatever. really it's tough fine. to do moves like this where there's multiple people hitting the mat at the same time, yeah. which is what you know, that's what they teach you to do in in wrestling school. Is you want all the impact to hit at the same time, and it's hard to do in moves like this. There's a lot of moving pieces, and I also want to give a shout out to Orange Cassidy for a very funny joke during the backstage bit where Mark Henry started saying that there's been enough talk. And Orange Cassidy's like, whoa, Mark, that's my line. And Mark's like, no, it's not, it's mine. He's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I just find it funny. I want them to add a layer onto that every week. <laughs> and that was Rampage. I'd say about a three out of five show. Yeah. Like, kind of the the positive side of average. Like, it wasn't a bad show. There wasn't anything wrong with it. It just wasn't mind-blowing. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I agree. It's sort of like... There was a consistency to it that was similar to SmackDown. I just, n nothing mattered as much, yeah. really. Yeah, and that's fair. But there was a lot of variety on this show, I felt. Yeah. You know, there, there was kind of something for everybody, and I like variety. But before we get into the rest of your Ultra Chats, we have some very special shout-outs. Those are for our $25 and above Patreons, our Pledge Hammers, over at WrestleTalk.com slash Patreon. So make sure you go over there if you want a, your own custom wrestling nickname read out just like these ones. I always miss the Hall of Fame music. So a big shout-out to the Renegade, Nolan Evans. Yeah. Yeah. Keep rolling, the Rick Peck. Yeah. The Superior Dinosaur. Tom Gratorex. Yeah. Tony Jabroni. Yeah. Vincent Shaloki Garcia. Yeah. Vito Ventura, pet detective. Yeah. <laughs> Willie Big E. Singleton. Yeah. Yanni Zane Hamid. Yeah. Zoe Sung 101. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah. Zoe 101. Not not your generation? Okay. Not my generation. And Dr. Death, Dan Williams. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, everyone, for your continued support on Patreon. If you want your own custom wrestling nickname just like that one, make sure that you subscribe at the $25 and above tier at WrestleTalk.com forward slash Patreon or Patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk. Damn it. There it is. I had it the first it time. Is. I was going to correct you on the first time, but I thought, oh, maybe there is a WrestleTalk.com forward slash Patreon. Yeah, well, maybe there is. Maybe there is. Maybe there is. Patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk. I, I tried. Anyway, the rest of our Ultra Chats, make sure you get them in right now if you want any of them read up before the end of the show. Five US dollars and above, we will read them out. Lewis Jones says, not sure if someone already has pitched this, but I'd love to see Kevin and Sammy win the tag titles. We have, but hey, great minds think alike. Only for Owens to immediately powerbomb Sammy on the apron to call back NXT. This leads to them taking uh, one of the sets of titles to each show. 
Well, they're both the tag team champions, but on different shows. Kevin Owens himself is the Raw tag team champions, and Sami Zayn is the SmackDown tag team champions. That's silly. That was dumb when TNA did it with Matt Morgan. Shout out to you, Luke, if you're listening. Uh, Dr. Hook Nolan Evans says, Hello, gents. I'm loving the presentation of Sami Zayn after last night, especially Roman looking at Zayn taking the Claymore. Wow, he actually took it for me. There's a main story with a, with another in the works. Lovely stuff. Face turn, please. Jam that jam. There's like three stories at play here. There's, There's obviously four. If you... Kevin, Karrion Cross, Drew, and Sammy. Yeah. And the Usos. If, if that's kind of the same one. And they but... don't feel overwhelmed because obviously they know which one is the most important one is Clash, but yeah. everything else is just cooking. And and the other ones add uncertainty to the Clash stuff because is Karrion going to get involved in that match? We don't know. Love to see it. Uh, Vandalia1998 says, since the crowd is starting to turn on Liv, do you think they should brace that and turn Liv heel uh, a bit with trying to bury... Uh, bury the fact that she tapped i don't think so i, I think nah. i think what you do is you take the belts off her and then she has and it crushes her and then she has to kind of fight her way back yeah and thankfully with triple h in charge i don't feel like it's a death sentence for her no you know under vince i think it would be it's like oh we gave the fans what they wanted and now now they're booing her we're never doing that again like nikki ash yeah yeah exactly um <laughs> Kendall Avian says, I think the uh, the way to save Liv right now would be to put her over with Shayna and then bring back the world's most hated Charlotte Flair. I think Charlotte would take the heat off her instantly, and when she wins, she's immediately back over. I If you're going to do it, Liv beating Charlotte is not a bad way to go. No. I'd still prefer the Shayna way. I think you but... that would turn Liv face for sure putting her against charlotte flair and i think people would probably want that victory yeah just because people don't want to see charlotte as champion again but now i really want charlotte versus shayna that's Ooh. that's all that's all that ultra Ooh, yeah. did to me is really make me want charlotte versus shayna gosh Shayna's great isn't she uh charles Me uh Char charles member charles berg has been a member for 16 months in a row Woo! thank i am looking forward to sheamus versus walter i assume the match stipulation is first person to kill each other wins I mean, that's most matches, really. <laughs> you know, you would win. Yeah. Uh, is that a win? If the other person dies in the match, is that an automatic win? I don't know. I, don't I mean, they're not able to compete, but... I think it's an... I, I'm surely it's a no contest. Perhaps. Maybe. Yes. Well, hopefully we don't find out. Also, yes, please, to face Sammy. Absolutely. Juan Perez has been a member for 12 months in a row. Woo! Saying, love the shows. I'm not a fan of uh, Tony Khan trying to bring Jersey Shore BS and AEW. Leave that in the past. L-I-W for Vida. Eh, it's, it's fine. It's, it's, it's just a guy, you uh, know. It says in capitals, turn off the music. Oh, yeah. That's why I forget it all the time. Hey, you got some Hall of Fame music. Those Ultra Chats were more important than the others. <laughs> oh, well. Sorry, Pete. This is why you sit in this chair. Can Nick, you, could you press the ass man button? Please? Oh, uh, you mean I'm an ass man. <laughs> Happy birthday, Pete. Happy birthday, Pete. Happy I birthday, hope it was a good Pete. one. Nick Pino says, Adam, I've been a fan of your uh, of your content since what culture. I just recently rewatched your favorite movies list before watching Eternal Sunshine for the first time. What are your thoughts on uh, Synecdoche? Synecdoche, and I'm thinking of ending things. I love them both. I haven't seen either, actually. I 
assuming I'm thinking of ending things is also Charlie Kaufman, which is why it was mentioned because I know Synecdoche in New York is. I uh, haven't seen either. Um, New York is, I know, like one of my friend's favorite, favorite films. It, I've just heard it's a bit long. And um, honestly, like, I think I need to redo that favorite movies list because it's all different now. Not all, like Shawshank's definitely still up there. Paddington but hadn't come out. Paddington 2, the greatest movie ever made, uh, which I, it, it doesn't, it just doesn't feel right. Also, I don't think Back to the Future is on that list either, which is, like, what am I even, what am I, what am I doing? What am I doing in my life? You know, there was a period of time where I, uh, not to just talk about your your past and whatnot, but your uh, rebooking of Spider-Man 3, I think I had just like rewired my brain. It's like, you know what? That's Spider-Man 3 in my brain for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really enjoyed doing that movie rebooking because yeah. that was, that's like, that's something I've just been like running through the streets shouting and yeah. like grabbing people by the lapels and said, they should have just made Harry Osborn Venom. Because they're all... Uh, how do you not do it? How do you not do it? A horror scene in uh, in Osborne Manor. With mm. Venom going around in the dark. Sounds like a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that. Um, Erica er Steen says, Hi, Tempest. Hi, Adam. I rarely get to catch these live, so I wanted to take the chance to thank you guys and the team for always entertaining me and always being a highlight to my day. Thank you all and jam that jam. Thank you, Erica. Jam that jam. appreciate your support very much. Hannah Allen is back saying, Yas, Rouge... Roguelite. Rogue <laughs> it's the wine. It's so much fun. Mixed between Hades and Animal Crossing. Only thirty. Uh, only $30 at the time of purchase as well. Run a cult. It's cool. Capital K. I'm hip. Cool finger on the pulse. Love you both. Be happy. You deserve it. Lots of love. Jam that jam. L-I-W for life. Appreciate you, Hannah. Check, I'll check it out. <laughs> Anonymous says, I can't wait for Luke to cash in on Tempest. He just fake beats the S word out of Tempest with the lunchbox. And at the end, Adam just tells him, you didn't need to kill the man. And Tempest came Fabe working from Canada to, to to later show up and challenge Luke. I mean, I see how your fantasy booking goes. <laughs> I'm just gonna hide that all of a sudden. Also, just like actual violence with yeah. the lunchbox, apparently. That's because that's how you win this predictions championship over <laughs> here. Beat the crap out. Of you. <laughs> Emma Bond says, Adam, as a theater kid, do you feel there is a legitimate comparison to be made between pro wrestling and? and why are there so many hard to pronounce names here? Oh my good. Antonin Arto. Antonin Arto's Theater of Cruelty, actors portraying real pain in scenes to break the barrier between them, and the audience does sound uh, does sound familiar. Uh, I don't know a lot of Artur's stuff, other than he was crazy and died with a shoe in his hand. Um, he, yeah, he was bonkers. Um, I don't, I'm really, really like not a proponent of like acting has to be real. Right. I really think it's a craft and I think it's really uh, I hate like processing real pain is obviously like you 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 went to wrestling school and oh, they yeah. have to process real pain there you shouldn't have to do that at drama school uh, you shouldn't have to conjure up real life trauma in order to do acting I don't think I think that's what imagination's called uh so I that's that's just my personal bias and it it creates a lot of amazing performances out of actors i get that it's n they're no they're not invalid i just feel like it's dangerous uh and we used to do stuff at drama school where you had to redo a bit like a traumatic bit from your life mm. you basically took a partner and you fed them this information like, oh this is the time i broke up with blah 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 and then, and then just do 
that painful thing from your life in order to be like, oh, you've got to be able to connect with your pain. It's like, <laughs> that is really irresponsible and borderline uh, bear baiting. So no thanks. Uh, not, not a big fan of real pain on stage. No thank you. In the ring, that was perfectly fine. <laughs> Anna Allen says, boy, so much love for wrestling and also the honest opinions. Lots of love, lots of wine, fist bump. Fist bump to you, Hannah. Appreciate you. Miguel Ortiz has been a member for five months in a row. Woo! Saying, keep the member train on. Rolling side note, good to see my spirit animal, Adam, on the, on the podcast more often. L-I-W for life. Thank you very uh, much, Miguel. I like that. I want to see Adam more, but also L-I-W for life. I but also, yes, where, where's Pete? He's having having a birthday. Every day is his birthday. Fluffy Panda says, a little off topic, but with the G1 finish, what young star in WWE and AEW would you love to see compete in a future G1 where everyone gets along? Jam that jam. Uh, I'd like to see Chad Gable in a, in a G1. Mm. I'd like to see, well, not like a young star, but I'd love to see Miro in a G1. Oh, stop it. Yes, please. There's there's so many. Like every great Buddy wrestler Matthews. would do. Buddy Matthews in G1. He'd love to do it. You know he would. <laughs> Little New Japan fan he is. Dye's hair blonde. Starts oh. throwing out V-triggers. It's you me. Know. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Canadian, eh? Is Buddy Matthews Canadian? No, he's Australian. Of course he is. Of course he is. Because of that show they did in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the, the one. Ah, the, you the, all the sound thing. goofy. Sounds you're more like you than he all, does me. You're all descended from us anyway. Yeah, unfortunately. The legit underboss Jimmy Thomas has been a member for seven months in a row. Woo! Saying, it's my birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. And nothing would make me happier than hearing you both in your best daddy magic voice wish me an entertaining birthday. What's daddy magic? It's uh, Matt Menard, the 2.0 guy. He called out Hook on this show. Let me tell you something. You want a piece? You say you want a piece? Yeah, tough guy, eh? I wish I had a really happy birthday, you tough guy. What's your name? Jimmy Thomas, the legit underboss. I hope you have a happiest birthday of your life. I don't know why he became like Italian halfway through there. Wait, was he not? Did he not start as Italian? What's he supposed to be? I don't know. I can't do a French Canadian accent. Is he supposed to be French? I don't know. I don't know what Matt Menard's deal is. He's just a lot. <laughs> What's your deal? Uh, yeah, happy birthday, mate. I hope you have a wonderful day. And that is my daddy magic voice. A little bit of daddy magic for everybody. Now, a couple more before we get out of here. Dr. Hook, uh, Nolan Evans says, I recorded my podcast yesterday. My friend mentioned Dan Housen and the Ass Boys putting aside their differences and forming Ass Housen. And I laughed for about 30 seconds like a dum-dum. Love you both and everyone else. Jam that jam. I don't hate that name. I, I mean, I do. Housen, do. <laughs> I do, but I don't. I think that's really funny. And Pansexual Chocolate will close us out saying, It me, Jimmy Thomas again. Also, happy birthday to my birthday twins, Byron Saxton, Walter, and most importantly, Pete. Happy birthday, Pete. Happy birthday, Pete. Happy birthday, Pete. Happy birthday, Adam. Thank you. Happy birthday, Pete. Happy birthday, Pete. Happy birthday, Brian. Tempest. Happy birthday, Tempest. Thank you, Tempest. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, I spent two whole podcasts with you. I've done every podcast with you without calling you by a name that isn't your name because your name's Tempest. Yes, it is. <laughs> and with end. that, right we'll wrap end. things up. Oh, no. This has been another edition of the Wrestle Talk Tempest, Podcast. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> Tempest. <laughs>
podcast. Thank you all so much for walking. We'll be back next week with our raw review. Lolly and Luke will be back with that. I won't be. I'm gone next week. So enjoy Punk versus Moxley. I don't know what's going to happen, but until then, jam that jam. My name's Tempest. Sorry. Jam that jam. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.